We open on a road to Castle Delacroix. It cuts through a thick forest. On this road, we see two travelers, both battle-scarred. One who suffers from sleepless nights, and the others... One who suffers from sleepless nights, and one whose life was only recently restored. We zoom in and see it's our friends Margraine and Zalara. Do you guys want to say anything as as you're making your way to Castle Delacroix? Delacroix? Um, I don't know. I I think Margraine is just kind of talking. (laughs) They're not talking about anything specific. They, They mostly... You can tell that, like, m- most of the time, whenever there's a period of silence, Margarine just starts talking to fill the silence, you know, very, mm-hmm. like, blatantly. Um, yeah, but never about anything specific. Um, no. Just I, like, oh, I, look I, at that flower. I remember picking a batch of that flower for my mother back in the day. Da 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 da. Exactly. I, I was ima- exactly. I imagine that he might um, be talking about, you know, if uh, that that Queen's Highway that I was part of the expedition on ever actually got built, we could have been to Castle Delacroix by now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, that was so long ago that even I forgot about it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not recalling a Queen's Highway either. That's what Margraine was out doing right before he met um, everybody on the road. That was that was the uh, first episode. It was before the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole world went to hell. Hey, it's <laughs> on, on the scale of highway projects, though. Like a three-month <laughs> setback, really not bad. Wouldn't no. have been built anyway. Like we might have had like maybe an extra day of nice walking. Not even an extra day of nice walking. A couple of minutes of nice walking on how much highway you can build in a, in a couple of months. So that's true. Yeah, just to put it into perspective. Um, so you just need magical contractors, then it all goes much better. But they're very expensive. Yeah, yeah, they probably are <laughs> magical contractors. Um, that they're they're they have like a like an unnatural way of like standing on a shovel for eight hours. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not just leaning; just, it's standing upright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what well, makes them. What happens different. is like the shovel stands itself, uh-huh. and they don't have to do anything, and they just lean against it for mm. hours. It's actually it's a very efficient way of, of standing around with a shovel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you got on either end of the road where the construction's happening, you have the two people using magic to turn around the stop and slow signs to let traffic through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the traffic, you know, because obviously there's so much traffic that you have to worry about. <laughs> um, all right. So as you guys are, are making your way through the forest, off to the side of the road, at first you, you see what you think is maybe a, a bush. And then with the blink of an eye, you see a hunched over woman sitting there. She's got a cauldron in front of her. And next to her, on a wooden stand, um, it looks like a, a, a cross, it's a bird stand, is a large vulture sitting. And as she sees you, a big smile comes across her face and she says, Welcome, weary travelers. Please sit by my fire. I just look at Margraine, like, are we doing this? <laughs> She she seems nice enough. Uh, oh. I look at her setup. Is there anything of note to be concerned about? Uh, nothing of note to be concerned about other than it's, you know, she's got a full, like, iron cauldron sitting there. And she looks like a frail old woman with a bird. It's a big bird, but that's a heavy cauldron. Um, 
sitting out in the middle of the forest. Seeing as um, Zalara is concerned, and Margraine has used this so many times since he got it at level one, um, he will use his divine senses to see if if they register as evil. Okay. And how does that work exactly? <laughs> so... The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. You know the type, and... um but not its identity. So, yeah, if there were somebody special that I would need to be aware of, I wouldn't know that within the radius. That's not as useful. I realize why I haven't used this in five years. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Ah, relearning so. character sheets we haven't used in months. Well, you know, you always read the ability and it's like, ooh, divine sense and you can detect evil. And then it's just like, oh, you get to detect very specific monster types, Um, you know. So, yeah. Well, there isn't the odorous stench of evil coming off of her. Um, Now, it's not ringing gloriously good either, but she's definitely not evil. Um, Excellent. Excellent. She's as morally gray as we are. So, um, yeah, that's fair. Well, Margaret's probably the least morally gray of any of my characters, but yeah, cool. So I'm going to turn to the ra- the vulture, was it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to use speech of the woods. I get to, beasts can understand my speech and I gain the ability to decipher their noises and motions. Most beasts lack intelligence to convey or understand sophisticated concepts, but a friendly beast could relay what it's seen and heard in the recent past. Um, so... I'm going to turn to this vulture and start squawking at it, uh, as those around will see me do. Um, But essentially, I'm going to ask it uh, if this is a safe space for travelers. And you see, as Zolara does that, Margraine looks a little bit confused because (laughs) her being any sort of druid is like very new to him. I, th- I I think That's she true. took the first level of druid just prior to the battle he died in. So, um, oh my yes. gosh, that's crazy to think. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So he's just like it's like Zolara speaks with animals now. Like I'm used to her just <laughs> running fast and punching things. What? I can't wait till Shamhara wants to talk to her and uh, like tree stalks grow out of her eyes. Um, Did he even experience that once? <laughs> right, she got frozen at the battle with with with. That's her. right. Yeah, with Murat Hall. With, that was it. With Murat Hall, she got like yeah. frozen. Yeah, cool, delightful. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the vulture says, uh, and you said, is it is safe for strangers to pass? Is that that was the question? Uh, if it is safe for travelers in this camp, basically referring to like the cauldron. And I, I will, like, have gestured to the space. Yes, the camp is safe. <sighs> okay. I trust the vulture more than I trust the lady, so... <laughs> yeah, her vulture is obviously not going to deceive you if she is lying <laughs> to you. That's how that works. Obviously. Um, is she treating you well? She treats me very well. And I turn to Margaret and go, 
Well, the vulture seems to think it's safe. So awesome. So. <laughs> oh, are, are you okay? You you look concerned. I uh, I didn't know you could. I. Oh. It will be right. really useful to be able to speak with animals. We'll be able to make many many more friends on our way. Right. Yes. Um. Honestly, it hasn't helped much until now. So. We'll see. Hopefully, it does. <laughs> Okay. I mean, when, when you're, you know, in various places where there aren't many animals, it's not of use. That's fair, I guess. But I turn to the, the lady and I go, mm, Hello, what brings you to the side of the road? Ah, well, I am out here looking for people such as yourself. Strangers who may be of assistance to me and my folks. And as you guys have gotten closer, you see she has a, a patch over her left eye as well. Um, she stands up, and when she stands up, she's fairly hunched over. She leans heavily on a staff, and uh, she dips a ladle into the cauldron and produces a small wooden bowl and pours some soup of some kind in there. She says, would you care for some some food? I'd be happy to provide that if you wouldn't mind sitting down, and I'd I do request some assistance, if you don't mind. Seeing someone of such great honor as a knight of the church and a woman who speaks with animals, that's a, a trick I haven't seen except for with myself. Isn't that right, Veritas? She says as she scratches the vulture like under its little vulture chin. Hmm. The truth in vultures. take the soup. All right. What's, uh, what's his favorite kind of soup? Oh, um... Um, it's it's like a really it's it's obscure, you know. Even um, among many of the the surface dwelling people, um, they refer to it as like rock slop because it's got like little chunky bits in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a really hearty chunky soup, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And they just like no, nobody's quite sure how like like you know for for people who don't make it you're never quite sure what's in it and everybody you go to it never tastes right because it's not like the one that like your mom <laughs> makes you know but um yeah so it's it's some variety of rock slop um okay that the, the taste could be referred to as like gravelly i guess mm, all right i love eating rocks delicious and so um she Such looks at you for a, for a second and um um yeah and she says so what um this soup i think you will find delicious but give me one moment and she grabs some like little pebbles from the ground and sprinkles it on top <laughs> like little croutons or and hands it to Pebble you croutons. I, I hear this is good for the digestive tract. breaks up those hard to digest pieces in in birds, most certainly, I think. Um, and Margaret will take a big, big old chop. Just yeah. It's not it, it's not as good as your mom's, um, but it it's fairly tasty, you know, for a non dwarf to make some rock slop. She's done a pretty good job. And you'll see, he kind of like looks a little bit like you. You know, when somebody is like pleased, but they're surprised that they're happy about something, he looks just kind of surprised he's happy with this. You know? Oh, mm -hmm. oh, delicious. Okay. The spirits told me you may be stopping by, though I was expecting a dwarf. I guess a halfling <laughs> will do. 
I'm Margaret Silverbeard. And I am Bobby Notia. My name is Notia, but my granddaughter calls me Bobby. Notia. Most and, people uh, in town have started calling me that as well. Hmm. And what brings you here? Well, the town itself is in trouble. I live in a small hamlet called Walcott. Um, it used to be a, a wall around a cottage in that area, though the wall is long since gone. And it's right down this way. And she holds up her, her staff and points down the road, um, a little bit off the direction that you guys were heading. And... and Margarine's kind of good with this area. Like, is he aware of the little, like, town? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's, he probably would have heard of it in passing. It's not, he's not going to be intimately familiar with it. It's, it's a hamlet, you know, it's not big. Um, but okay. it is within, you guys are within the, um, dukedom of Delac- Delacro at this point anyway. So it'd be under the duke's, you know, purview. Excellent. Yes. And my, um, we are looking for some help. We have been terrorized by, of all things, the son of the local mayor, Jacob Cumbershot. His, his child, his child was cursed by a demon of some kind or some kind of evil magic years ago. And in his demonic form, he, he craves the flesh of many. We, we, we gave him... <coughs> criminals for a while and when we ran out of them we had to bargain with other towns and hamlets to bring more in to keep him fed it's it's the only way to keep the creature at bay some have tried to kill him though the mayor does not want that to happen at all he believes his son can be transformed back into his young benedict his his beautiful boy but that is unknown. He has somehow amassed a thousand gold for anyone who can save his son. Um, though they must be saved. And when I spoke with the spirits this morning, they said there were a dwarf and a woman of the earth who would be coming, who could maybe help us out. It's getting scary in town. We've We've got some strangers who have come in who are encouraging us to feed those who have some magical abilities as children as a way of saying that they are cursed by demons from birth. And my young granddaughter, Hippolyta, she she has a bit of Granny's touch. And so, to save my daughter from these, these extreme extreme people who want nothing but blood, it seems. Um, I've come seeking your help. Interesting. Well, okay. So how long ago was this boy cursed? It's been a couple of years now. He was maybe 12 when it happened, when he was first cursed. And we've been living under the terror of this for a while. Travelers have stopped coming by. Not that we had many anyway. We are off the beaten path, but we have no new money coming in. Our tavern is filled with filled with ale, but empty in its coffers. Well, I suppose a slight detour won't hurt. And all people can be reforged. I'm sure we can save them. Ah, I knew the spirits wouldn't lead me astray. You seem like one who can do this reforging, my good dwarf, if that's <laughs> what you are. 
As yes, I he said, comes from. I'm Margraine Silverbeard. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. The name is Zalara. Zalara. It is great to meet you as well. So. Veritas is taken to you. It is rare to speak to a person who can speak with creatures so fluently. Well, when you are blessed by Shamhara, it is easy to converse with her creatures. Yes. Um, are you also blessed of Shamhara? Not of Shemhara. The spirits are my guide, and we do have some interaction with the Earth Mother, but I don't talk to her directly myself. Hmm. Um, spirits? Yes, spirits. The energies that come from Shamhara, that come from the world, that come from magic as it flows through all that is and all that will ever be, and that energy sometimes takes on a personality, takes on a form, especially when one such as myself reaches out to them. Oh, okay, that makes way more sense. I thought you were talking about, like, the dead and that sort of thing. Oh, necromancy, no, no. Bobby Machia does not mess with the dead. That is a dangerous path. Truer words are never spoken. Um, so this child has been cursed uh, for a couple of years now, and these outsiders, are they potentially the Red Hand? Yes, that that is a name. You've heard of them? (laughs) Yes, to say the least. Yes, there's a human and one whose features are demonic in appearance, though she seems to be uh, much like any other humanoid, it's the Apostle Zala, if you've heard of them, and 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 and, and uh, her disciple Anias. Um, I have not heard of them. I've been out of the loop for some time, though. Ooh. Well, I have not heard of this Red Hand until they came. As I said, travelers don't come, and we are but a small hamlet, slightly off the path. That is most traveled. We don't get too many visitors, and so news does not reach us. That's understandable. Well, and I look at Margraine. Shall we take a slight detour? That that sounds fine to me. Um, I'm not in much of a hurry these days, anyway. I suppose a law will just have to wait a little bit longer. Well, maybe we can learn some more from the Red Hand here. Hopefully. And, um, as you guys say that... Veritas the vulture raises its wings and spreads out its wingspans, uh, its wingspan fully. And as it does that, you see that its eyes sort of change a little bit. And without opening its mouth, you hear it say, Three knots binding, three heads rending, blood and bone, keep it full. And then it goes back to its normal bird shape. And Bobby Natika says, Ah, those are the spirits, and that is how we communicate, is it not, young Veritas? And she feeds, like, a little bit of just, like, raw meat to the vulture. That was three knots binding, three knots rending, blood and bone keep it full. Three heads rending. Three heads. If you would make your way to town, I do recommend stopping maybe in at the tavern to begin with. That's where most people are. It's the only thing to do in town. It does not have a name, because there is no need for such in a town of our size. But the smell of hops should draw you in. You'll know where it is. 
and uh, feel free to speak with the townsfolk. They'll be able to direct you from there through the far lane wood and to this creature's cave. Oh, it's not even kept in town anymore. Okay. No, it is, it is outside of town. In town, it would be too dangerous. The boy, even when he is a boy, old Benedict is not himself. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can definitely find a bar. Let's do it. <laughs> what do I think? So she um, points you in the right direction, and you're able to make your way. It's, it's maybe an hour's walk from where you guys are. It's not far at all. And it is ever so slightly off the main road. Um, as you enter the town, it's obviously what we have pulled up here on, on, on the map here. Uh, as you can see, it is a small town. Um, there are some, there are some, uh, you know, like uh, houses and a few farm plots around. In the center of the town is a well. Um, you do see the inn. It is the largest building there. And um, you see also it's got a side building off to, uh, off to the side where you assume that that's where the hop smells really coming from. Like that's where the brewing is. Um, mm-hmm. There aren't a ton of people walking around, but it's not a big town either. So you're free to do what you'd like. What um, what do you what are you doing? Well, I guess we started the tavern, as she said. Unless- yes. I don't think there's any reason not to believe Bobby on this. So you guys uh, make your way in the tavern. The tavern is, once again, it's not big. It's basically a giant room. Um, There is a large fireplace off to the side, and it is quite large. Like you could, well, obviously Margraine could, but anybody could walk into it for the most part, assuming they weren't like Goliath size. Um, And uh, it's roaring at this time. You do see someone behind a small counter. Really, it's it's kind of a makeshift space that um, they seem to have off to the side. And you see a dwarf back there. Um, and they say, Oh, we haven't seen travelers in a while. Come on in. Who might you be? My name is Amethyst, and this is my tavern. It's the town's tavern, really, but I do run it, and I'm the master brewer. Is that like oh. a bar to sit at, or is it just like a table? Oh, I'm sorry. There are tables around. Um, okay. And it's basically, you've got like three large round tables in there um, that are definitely more like communal. There's not really a spot to go off by yourself unless, you know, you were to just stand in a corner. Uh, Hello, hello. Amethyst. Hi there. How are you? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I'm doing well. My name is Margarine Silverbeard. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And with a dwarf in name, is is that rock slop I detect on your breast? It, it is. I had some. I, I somebody gave me some just earlier today. I was very surprised. You have a, a very good nose. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, to be a master brewer, one must have all their olfactory senses in peak condition. Ah, uh, as a master forger myself, um, the the heat can really mess with that sense for you sometimes. So. That's understandable, but it brings me back to, to growing up in Durnhole, and uh, it's it, I'm surprised that one such as yourself has the stomach for that, but I'm happy well, to see that it's become more popular. 
Oh, of of course. Yes. Um, uh, my mother always made very good good rock slaw, and you know, um, it might not be as spicy as the eastern part of Dernholm. Um, you know, down in I don't even know the name of any of the things because we have not established that. But Margraine will just kind of generally bring up facts about Dernholm. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so yes, it, it's. It, it can be a little bit different, obviously. It's never as... It, it's never like... It's never like your family makes it, but... Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. I haven't had any in a long time. But what can I get both of you today? We have some of the best ale around, and I may have a bottle of wine around. Um, I've got a couple. Though, I just say... We could test them out and see if they've turned to vinegar or not. Well, you certainly wouldn't want a wine to go to waste. I we would not. And I'm, I'm sorry, what was your name? Oh, the name's Alara. It is good oh, to meet you, Elvis. Good to meet you as well. All right. And an ale for my strong-bellied friend over here? Uh, yes. Um, now, obviously, all ale from you will be dwarven ale, but um, if you have any stuff that will remind me of home, that would be great. All right. Well, I have my own private reserve, as it would destroy the innards of most people around here, but I'm happy to share it with you. I promise I can take it. All right. We haven't had any travelers here in a while. I mean, except for the Apostle, but uh, they bring very... Hey, yes. uh, The Apostle. The Apostle Zala. She's a human woman you'll see around. Um, Very, very confident in what she has to say and very aggressive at times um so she's an asshole and then that yeah mm-hmm. okay that might be the right way to say it though you know you're trying normally to put open a nice with spin that. on it i understand what's that you're trying to put a good spin on it i understand i usually it takes me a couple of these she says as she pops open her jug of private reserves and pours it into a, a mug for you and then she pours out the, the wine Aye, they come with very little, except for the talk of doom and destruction and how magic has made the world a worse place. And apparently there's some wars going on, but there are always wars going on, are there not? There are some rather large ones going on at the moment, but it's it'll be fine. Um, aye. My home was recently destroyed, so yes, there are definitely wars going on. Aye. So is there truth in what she's saying? There's magic has driven the world mad. It's not so much magic as the attempt to eradicate it that is causing the trouble, I believe. Aye. That is or- my feeling as well. Sorry. You know, there's also the kind of existential threat of invaders from other planes, so... Yeah. And she kind of looks at you like, you know, when somebody's just trying to be polite and they smile and nod, but you can mm-hmm. see they're not really understanding what you're saying. Oh, I, I, other planes. <laughs> um, and, and, and Margaret, being a perceptive young lad, will pick up on that look and go, Yeah, my sentiments exactly. And look at her like equally kind of just confused. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Margraine hasn't seen most of what we've been through. Right, 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 right. No, um, let's see. You Um, you died before we started plane hopping. 
Yeah, yeah, and has not continued the plane hopping. Um, so the most nope, nope. the most you have experienced is we rescued you on one plane and then brought you back here. Is realistically all you've had. Yeah, yeah. I I, I fought a great evil, died in the process, woke up in a in, in a puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. was then saved by the ingenuity of my friends. Um, let's see. You did go to the Feywild too. I have mm. been to the Feywild, so I've been to one other plane, and that was just weird. Um, I've technically been to a plane between planes when I died the first time. Um, let's see. After I woke up, I had my own bishop um, spiritually yep. cleanse me from my past relationship. So that's nice. Um, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, I forgot about I, that. I always forget about that. Yeah, you and your hammer. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, like, yeah, such a bad relationship that you need a priest to cleanse you. <laughs> so, what a time. Uh, what a time. Yeah, good times, good times. All in the span of, I think, like, at, at like, four weeks for him, because he hasn't been around for the rest of the other... Yeah. No, wait, all your yes. plane hopping only no. took a couple of days, actually, in, in this yeah. realm, so... In mortal realm time, yeah, it was only a couple days. Wild. Okay. To us, it felt like months. Yeah, I think the only time you really advanced month-wise was when you went to the Feywild. You guys came back, and you had missed a little later, bit of time. Yeah. yeah, Right, we missed, like, three months. Yeah. Um, so Okay, so maybe we could have built more road in that time. Six months of road, you get, like, maybe <laughs> 100 <true>. yards of highway <laughs> in six months. If my local uh, municipality has anything <laughs> to do with building it. So. It's those magic contractors, man. Um... <laughs> Um, so Amethyst, you're the Master Brewer. How did you end up here from Durnholm? Well, I was out working for the Duke Delacroix and, uh, Delacroix, and he, uh, he said, hey, one of my areas needs some kind of motivation. Um, it's a small hamlet, and they need some respite from all their hard work, and asked that, uh, you know, if for a fairly pretty penny, I would come out here and and provide that entertainment for them in the form of my ale. So that is how I came out. Interesting. You must have impressed the Duke with your brewing abilities. I, I believe I did. It is always good to meet somebody who is a master of their craft. Well, thank um, you. But we were sent here by um, a person along the side of the road named Nautia, or I, Bobby. Bobby Nautia, yes. She, um, she's a good woman. Her vulture is quite interesting. Veritas? Yes, I Veritas. He's, um, many people find him to be something of a pest and annoyance. The vulture crap is quite large, but, um, <laughs> I'm losing my accent here. <laughs> yeah, um, I, but, uh, yeah, they're, uh, very interesting, and she just shows up less and less in town, obviously, since... Um, the mayor has been listening a little bit more to to this apostle, and understandably, with her powers and what made her so valuable to the town, it's uh, become a detriment. Oh, what what powers would these be? Oh, well, she communes with the spirits, and she's something of a magical practitioner herself. I see. It's interesting. And I kind of look at Margraine. Um, we don't have a psychic link. I really want to just... <laughs> <laughs> Jump on that Rory's psychic bond. Uh, 
Come, come on, tell tell me with your eyes, Zalara. Do it. <laughs> I look deeply into Margraine's eyes and <laughs> um, try to indicate, like, do we want to ask about the boy uh, or? But I'm trying to say it without saying it, just in case we don't want to ask right now. Yeah, Margraine definitely is not picking up what you're laying down on that. I don't um, think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think he, he has that subtlety with that communication. He looks at you, and like you can tell he's trying. He's just like, confused. You know, he can tell that you're trying to communicate, and um. Uh, is trying to interpret it but can't and okay. goes uh goes to her um I, th- I i think he actually kind of just brings up what you were trying to talk about anyway um <laughs> and goes and bobby mentions that you've been having some that the the what was the term that they're using mayor or what what the leader of the town the the mayor yeah 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 the mayor's son has been having difficulty in the last couple of years <laughs> i you could call it difficulty if you want but that's uh, an understatement of all understatements yeah he uh boy's possessed by something some people say he's a werewolf and others say it's some other kind of uh lycanthropy of of some kind he's um He's a demon of some kind. He's a monster, there's no question. And for the most part, we've been able to keep him at bay, but um, it's, it's it's getting worse. They're, we're worried that uh, uh, people of the hamlet may be disappearing soon. It's happened over the years, but we were able to keep it well-fed enough that it wasn't a problem, but we're running out of food for it. Interesting. And he, some kind of lycanthropy, does he change form? Oh, I, that's what they say. Now, I've never seen it myself, but they say he becomes a full-on beast of some kind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the and stories this... are different. You know, some people say he's uh, flying, and some people say he's a vicious creature running through the woods. Others say he breathes fire. But um, I'm not sure. I will say that uh, we've been living more off of our cabbages and potatoes than we did before. Um hunting around the areas become much more sparse. I understand. So he is consuming creatures as well. I, he just never seems to be able to stop, stop eating. eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, interesting. And this has been going on for a couple of years, as I understand? I couple of years. I thought, surely uh, the boy will die. As, as terrible it is, it is to say, but it's held on. And uh, there have been people who have come tried to cure him. We never see him again. There are people who have come and tried to kill him. We've never seen them either. And the Red Hand are here to assist? Well, they're here to proselytize. They're here to save our souls. <laughs> As they're wants to do when they show up. Uh, have they been causing many issues? Well, they've been trying to redirect the, um, they're saying that it's for allowing people like Babinotia and uh, other who are magically inclined to exist here. That's why the mayor's son is cursed and, you know, the mayor is he's a case, little bit mad. What's that? Well, if that were the case, then there would be many, many cursed people the world over, and that doesn't seem to be so. I kind of doubt their explanation. Aye, and I agree with you, but the mayor's desperate and he's gone a little bit mad with grief. And though nothing's happened yet, 
they're pretty open talk about it. I see. And where is the mayor currently? I imagine he's in his, his house. It's just out the way. That's uh, almost directly across from here. On the other side of the, the well in the center of town. Ah, okay. I so as far as the uh, the more exotic foods, I, I had uh, recently, not recently, it was about six months ago, someone came through with some Brussels sprouts, which I haven't had in a long time. It was delicious. I never You're liked doing... them growing up, but uh, as I got older, you fry them up, they're quite good. As I understand it, there's been some mages working on making the Brussels sprout more palatable, so... Perhaps they had some of the adjusted ones that aren't quite so bitter. Hey, maybe. I heard that uh, in the, there's a land on the other side of the mountains where they actually turn different foods like Brussels sprouts into fizzy water. <laughs> um, no, Zalard has not been to the Air Genasi place. No, that oh. sounds fantastical to both of us. So, Margraine, would you like to talk to the mayor? the mayor's son or the red hand first um i'd rather take my chances with a monster than the red hand sometimes but Mm -hmm. maybe we can get a feel for their disposition here though it sounds like we probably already know our answer yeah and if you ask me the easiest way would just be to slip something in their next ale but I, w- I wish I was as powerful as the bishop, and maybe we could just fix his son. Um, right. Um, well, do you... If you're have- looking to slip something into the ale, they do come around, usually in the evening, right around sunset. Noted. You don't seem to be terribly opposed to the idea. Oh, you know, people get sick all the time. It's a tragedy. Understood. Not not everyone can handle their ale for sure. I agree. I agree. And sometimes it hurts a tummy a bit. <laughs> it hasn't hurt my tummy since I was a young lad, actually. So I wouldn't know. I. But we'll. Uh, if you're wanting to come by, maybe we can talk a little bit more. You're you're very brazen with your planning, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't, if you if you're heading over to the the mayor's place, you might want to. Reserved for this kind of conversation for outdoors. And, and Margraine says, like, very kind of, like, like honestly, he goes, planning? Because <laughs> he didn't pick up on the subtext that we were trying to poison the red hand <laughs> okay. at all. Um, yeah. So, no. Uh, and, and Amethyst doesn't no. get that you're actually innocent, so she, uh, they, like, wink at you. And, like, I planning? What could that be? <laughs> and and Margraine winks back but in the way of you know when somebody has winked at you in the past and you're not quite sure why so you're just like i guess i'll respond in kind so he winks back kind of awkwardly okay um right so i i just stand up and i go well across the way to the mayor's house then or yes i i know i think i think we should talk to him okay um get a feel for him and his his son and see if we can actually help uh sounds good thank you very much and i will slide a couple gold across for uh amethyst oh well thank you thank you very kindly i haven't she kind of bites into the gold it's like well, i haven't seen don't don't let anyone know how much money you have on you oh well we don't right does it in the bar are there are there many people here or is it no us? it's just you guys it's the three of you awesome 
Awesome. Having gotten a feel for this person, Margraine is going to, um, like, as they're 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 talking a little bit about this, you know, because it'll take about a minute. Um, Margraine is going to cast Creation and um, make an item out of metal. So. Um, Let's see. So they are going to create. Well, actually, is it? Is that the word? What? What? What's the mug that they've been given? Made out of? Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, a, a metal of some kind. Okay. Pewter or so something. So they're going to use fa- they're going to use the 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 spell fabricate and turn the mug, the empty mug, into um, in. Dernholm, there's like these like knickknacks that they mostly sell. Like it's a symbol of Dernholm, you know. Um, like I don't know what the symbol for Dernholm would be. It's probably like since it's a mining town initially, it's probably like some sort of like cool like pickaxe symbol. <laughs> and um, and then you'll see like the the metal will kind of like melt in their hand, almost as if it's being like heated up, and they'll kind of push both of their kind of gauntlet hands together and then kind of present them this kind of symbol of Dernholm and go, um, to remind you of home. It sounds like you haven't been there in a while. Hi, thank you. Thank you very kindly. Of course, you all are welcome here anytime you'd like. Yes, I'm sure we'll be of back. Course. Um, with ale as good as this, you can't keep me away. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Don't forget sundown. Absolutely. And with that, I will uh, go for the door and walk out. All right. I just confidently walk across the square. I feel like I've been given good enough instructions that I just go knock on the door of the mayor's house. And yeah, and Margaret 100% is just following Zalara's lead on this. <laughs> um, yep. She seems the far more confident of the two. She's well more traveled and uh, yeah. Margaret's still point. trying to so. figure out what the hell just happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, he's got like a massive hangover for the past couple of days, you know, from being dead. Just like really takes it out of you, you know, um, so. Those exhaustion levels are no joke. <laughs> the um, Yeah, so you, you, you make your way across, you, you knock on the door and you hear a voice on the other side. Hello. <clears throat> Sorry. Hello. He opens the door and you see a tall man. He's rather hefty you could tell maybe in his youth he was a um you know athletic guy uh, strong but it's given way to you know fat over time as he's aged um his hair's stark stark white bearded fellow um and you can see in his eyes it's got the glaze of somebody who's been day drinking uh mayor cumbershot i presume uh the name is zalara oh and this and this is my uh companion margraine notia sent us to uh, assist with your child, I believe. My boy, my boy, yeah, my Benny. So Benny, Benny, yeah. You think you can? You think you can cure him? I'm gonna see your uh, your church church person and a lady. Um, perhaps. Are you able? Could to... we get a little bit more information on what happened as he turned into whatever he is currently? Yeah, come on in. Come on in. And he like stumbles or walks um, with a little bit of a sway into his house. There's a, a smell of like must in the place. And it doesn't look like it's, it's not, not been, it's not like messy or anything. It just doesn't look like much has been moved. And like a, a layer of dust has kind of settled over a lot of the area. 
um, at least in the hallway. He takes you into a large, like, living area um, where there are a couple benches to sit on. Take a seat. He sits down on his own bench. You can see there are a couple of empty bottles under the bench. What, um... No. I'm sure you heard about the money. I'm sure that's why you're here. That's only. No. That's only. No. Uh, no. Did she mention money? Oh, yeah, she did. She did. I forgot about that. A thousand gold, but... We don't Margarine care. didn't even register it. Sam definitely did. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, we're not here for money. Oh, As we... You just... Uh, we just heard that you had a person who had been possessed... And we thought we would potentially come to help. <laughs> yeah. But we heard there's somebody in need of help. All right. Well, yeah, my my son, Benny, he's he went out one night a couple years ago, you know, just playing like they do at that age. Not quite ready for work, but not, not quite a kid anymore. And went out in the woods um, and he didn't come back for a few days. And then when he did, well, during that time, he didn't come back. A few people started disappearing in town. Um, and then he came back a few days later. He was all bloody and, and messed up, and he just, he wasn't himself. And, um, uh, one night, that night, when, uh, when it came out, the moon, when the moon came up, he just, just became something that wasn't him. And he tore through, tore through the house and, uh, ran out the door and he changed into this, I don't know, this creature. Followed him. And we followed him out through the, the Fairlane woods up to the north of here and um, holed up in a cave out there. Um, you know, we he ate he ate some people in town after that. Oh. And um, so we started just bringing him some of the criminals that we had. You know, we, we I, I left a, a few cots out there. So whenever he was my, my boy again, he could he could sleep. And then we use one of the other cots and we bring out the criminals and tie them up out there. And then he'd, you know, eat them. Um, hmm. And uh, we were running out of p- people. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm a, a, a good man. You know, I'm a follower of Theos and I, I'm a mayor here. I, I keep law and order in this, this hamlet. And the, the, the Duke's entrusted me to do as such. But, uh, you know... I don't know. I don't know. We got to find something. If you could, so there's got to be a cure for my boy. But he turns. I'm sure into, there is. We just need. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So he turns into a creature. Can you describe what that looked like? It was like uh, so many things at once. He he had he had wings and fur and he had some scales. Um, he was large, large like. Uh, bigger than like a Clydesdale and thicker too um and he like I didn't I never got a good look at him I don't think anybody really has um not directly at least not nobody who's lived but it's like he screamed in three different voices all at once or more it was just screeching and screaming and bleeding and it was I don't like to think about that but that's what happened I understand how? If you if you um, if you're interested in helping us out in curing him, it, and, and I see you're priest of the church, and I know some people have problems with the church, and I, I have my own, I do. But you, I know you've got powerful magic too, and if you can help help my boy out, then I've got a thousand and, gold. And 
and Margraine will kind of lay his hand on him and go, we're, we're here to help or die try. And as he's doing that, um, he is going to cast Lesser Restoration to sober him up and calm emotions. So going to burn two of my second level spells <laughs> to um, make him feel better. Like literally like dampen the really hard emotions, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and make him feel sober for the first time in a really long time. And like even if it's only for a minute or a couple just make him feel better for a little while. Um, yeah. And you, you see, um, as you put your hand on him initially and said, you know, those kind words, he started to get like the drunk, teary cries just about started. And um, as you did that, like the tears run down his face, but you can see there's a shift in his eyes and he's definitely, you know, sobered up. The uh, bloodshot eyes seem to clear up. Um, and he sits there and says, oh, well, thank you. I, I haven't felt your your kind words. I haven't felt this good in a long time. Thank you. Um, but like I was saying, if, if you can if you can bring my boy back, and I, I really, I think, you know, I pray to Theos every night that you can, that he can be cured. And I, I believe he can be. Um, then there's a thousand gold in it for you. And, you know, this, this little town can go back to what it was supposed to be, which is, you know, a farming community where we just, you know, we, we do what we can to, to provide for our people and provide for our duke, and we just, we'd be mighty appreciative. Understood. We will of course, do our best. And he, uh, he stands up, and he goes over to a small table, and he, he wipes a little bit of uh, dust off of it, and you see there's a little bit of a drawer, just right, a small drawer right under the, the lip of the table. He opens it up, and he pulls out a small map, and on it, he draws a little bit and says, all right, now this is exactly where the cave is. So you just need to go north. I know you guys don't know this area. You just go north right through here and you should be able to find the cave. It shouldn't take you more than maybe a 30 minute walk. All right. Okay. And I'm sorry, I I was a little fuzzy headed there for a second. What, um, what is your names? Solara and Margraine. It's good to meet you. Good to meet you both. And I, I don't know why, but I feel like unlike everyone else who's tried this you might you might be successful and i uh thank you thank you for trying well we will help in kind i once not the same affliction was cursed so someone helped me all people can be reforged sir i, I hope you're right and i believe you are and with that right. we'll call the episode